0: Hi, Michael. Yeah, it's Willy here. Long time no speak. Listen, I'm still your manager, so don't worry. I've heard all these stupid Michael Schumacher's returning to F1 rumours, <laughs> and I've told the press that I'm two hundred percent certain that you're not doing it. So don't worry. We don't have a thing. What? Oh, I see.
1: the straight lines distorted. Does that mean the battery doesn't work?
0: Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, and as usual, we're talking about iPhones and Apple products at the top of the show. Hello, I'm Gareth, he's Richard. Hello. And he's Zog. Hello. It's seldom that I start this programme thinking, where do we start? I can't remember a week or a fortnight like it in motorsport. Let's start
1: with Massa. Yes.
0: Poor Massa. I think we can say that,
1: can't we? Well, it's one of those unlucky but also lucky things, you know. He was hellishly unlucky to hit that particular bit of bouncing metal at that speed when he did, and that having happened... Probably fairly lucky to not have been more bad injured than it was. Well, that's but, what's but more, the most amazing about We're speculating a little it. bit there because. But, it's but
2: this is the most amazing thing: that spring weighed what
1: a pound or something, a, nearly uh, eight hundred grams or so. Was it? Oh, oh, okay. So it's yeah.
2: a medium-sized bag of sugar, but with the added disadvantage of Made being of metal, metal yeah. and it's being fired at you at one hundred and eighty miles an hour, miles an hour. like that. I don't know. I mean, we don't really know the closing speed, but the point is that. I don't know, he he could have been killed, and he wasn't, and I only realised... 20 years ago, he would have been killed. Oh, easily. Well, I think even less than that, because it's only in the aftermath of this that I realised that now FIA rules say that all the drivers have to wear these carbon fibre crash helmets. I didn't yeah, realise yeah, you could right. make a carbon yeah. fibre crash helmet because you know carbon fibre I suppose is quite fiddly stuff and it's also quite directionally strong isn't it? it be incredibly the strength of the whole composite will
1: depend a lot on where the f- fibres are Yeah, yeah. so I don't know I mean yeah. I
2: guess that's, carbon fibre crash helmets must be incredibly expensive because you have to lay all that weave on a- They
0: lay them up in a series of 15 degree layers so you've got the strength in 180 degrees or th- 360 degrees excuse me all the way around but you're dead right one ply of carbon fibre is strong in one direction Yeah, but you lay it on in lots of directions and you've cracked it yeah
2: but that is an innovation i wasn't aware of and that's i guess what saved his life i don't know whether an old school crash helmet would have done
0: i showed the pictures of some of the concepts the very vague loose concepts at where f1 will go now because of course there's going to be a reaction to this and they will think about safety for drivers one possibility is that we stick plexiglass canopies on over F1 cars, and it is open wheel racing. It's open cockpit racing. It's one of the things we like about Formula One. You can see the helmets. You recognise the helmets. You know the drivers. So putting them in a canopy is like mm, that's not really Formula One. But I showed it to my sons today. My two sons. I said, "What do you think of this?"
1: You know what their reaction was? Wow, that's cool! It's like a spacecraft. It looks like a jet fighter. Although I tend to sort of agree with that point of view that sort of says, you see more of the drivers in the open wheel sport if you if they're enclosed in, in the canopy, even if it's a, you know, jet fighter style mm-hmm. transport, you're not going to get such a good view of them. The view of, is bad enough at the moment. And... I think you have to ask the question: you know, just how much of an incremental difference in safety is it going to make? Yes. Because bottom line, there will always be an element of danger yes, in motorsport. Yeah, yeah. Um, why we like it. Uh, well, it? it's one of the reasons why we like it. And there's and there's a very kind of uncomfortable truth in the fact that I think you know there is on some level the fact that there is mortal danger involved mm. does make the sport more appealing. I don't really sort of want to get into the psychology of that, but there's something unhealthy, yeah, of in course, there, there even is, though, because
2: anyway. it's a natural human yeah. craving. We get exhilarated by danger. Yeah. We also get exhilarated by seeing other people in danger. If you yep. saw a bloke hanging off a building, like that French guy who climbs up stuff, he'd stop and stare, because you know there is that macabre feeling that he might yep. fall off at any minute. But if they put canopies on cars, it's my feeling that, because the master thing was a freak accident, now, they'll put canopies on cars, one day there'll be an accident, and there'll be some freak circumstances where there's a fire and, and the driver tr- won't be able to get out quickly enough, and it will burn. And then they'll say, "Oh, we better take the canopies off the cars again." That's you know, the trouble with the is, reactionary this thinking. Reactionary yeah. thing isn't going yeah. to get us anywhere.
1: On top of which, if you have an enclosed cockpit, you are going to have to have air conditioning or yeah. some kind of uh, airflow management to cool the things down because it's already pretty hot in those cockpits. Yeah, let's be sensible about this. If what has happened is as it appears to be, that you know, it's just one of those very unlikely freak events that will happen or something of that sort will happen every now and again, then it's terrible that Mass was injured, but that is not a big enough reason to have a fundamental change of any yep. any kind of mm-hmm. design.
0: At the time of the recording of this show, Mass is not even out of hospital. We wish him well, don't we? we Absolutely. Yes, we do. yes, we do. yes. um, I know, Richard, you're fond of him. I've exchanged... 10 words with him and was utterly charmed by how such a sweetie he is. And we wish any driver, even the drivers we don't like, we don't want them to get killed in the motorsport that they pursue in our entertainment. Let's be clear on that. But be very careful how I say this if there is a good side to Massa's accident, it is the sheer, couldn't have made this up idea that Michael Schumacher is joining Formula One again.
2: And we are that? 200% uh, well, sure about that now
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well hang on We must be more sure than Willie Webber was That he wouldn't be coming back Which makes us 250% sure Yeah I, well, I'm 1000% uh, sure uh, uh, yes. yeah. like that.
2: I, I, I'm also 200% sure That percentages don't work like
1: that <laughs> I, no, but I, time I, time. I interviewed someone <laughs> from <laughs> The Apprentice
0: recently And they were 9000% uh, sure oh, no.
1: That it was right Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 actually though Before we go into the Schumacher thing proper Let's just have a quick chat About the issue of Renault's Ban at the next race. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. How about that decision? You know, well, yeah. Because it struck me
0: that. Hang on, can I ask you a question first before I say? Because I had a big night out, very rare for me, as you know. I had a big night out and I missed the first hour of the race. So I completely. Completely missed. I've read about it. Starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. How big was your Saturday night? I went to bed at eight thirty in the morning. Oh, good. That's that's an old style night out. That's a proper night out. In fact, I'm still, I'm still not recovered. A week later. (laughs) So, will you just explain to me the circumstances which led to this wheel coming off the car? What happened?
1: Tell me. Alonso came for a pit stop. He left the pits with the wheel cover unsecured. It was immediately obvious that the Wheel cover was loose. Ted Kravitz said so from the pits, as I recall, In the mm. uh, as soon as it happened. Ted uh, bum Kravitz. <laughs> yeah. And over, over the course of uh, the next few corners, and after all of the commentators had observed that the wheel was probably about to fall off, a few corners later, the wheel fell off. And they're banned from the next race. Plenty. They're banned from the next race because they infringed the rule about having to at all times run a car in what's the exact wording it's something to do with sort of b- basic safety and they let, the car, they they let the car back into the race unsafely the, is yeah. the word in yeah I and the, well the key thing is that they knew the wheel cover and possibly the wheel were not properly secured and that they did nothing to stop Alonso leaving the pits, having notes like that, didn't tell him on the radio to slow down at all or anything like this. And Why? Why
0: didn't they do that? What were they doing? Well, were they I,
1: having fags or something? I what were they doing? Well, I don't know, so I'm not even going to speculate, but it seems to me that there's an inconsistency with other stewarding decisions because I can't recall a team ever having been banned for the next race because a wheel fell off their car. Having said that, I'm not sure that the previous incidents of wheels coming off cars that I can remember ever involved a team having let the car go out onto the yeah. circuit with a bit flapping off that they should the have spotted. that's the distinction. Well, there are two distinctions. Yeah, as it, it is as an that, important distinction. I also think important.
2: they probably had to be seen to do something because, of course, the week before, Henry Surtees was killed by a wheel coming off, so yeah. they have to make it look like they're taking action against these things. And Masha had been, been injured the previous day. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's just a bad time. So,
1: But is it fair on the teams, to penalise those kind of things more harshly in the light of recent events if it hasn't been made clear that that's what you're going to do. I don't know, maybe the teams were all told before the race that they, but, there, would be but, absolutely, but, there was like going to be zero tolerance uh, for any... Yeah,
2: but then you, you say that, but I suppose the, the converse argument there as well, you'd say to the teams, now we're going to really clamp down on any safety transgression, so but, do make like sure you put all your wheels on properly. I mean, the teams yeah. would go, well, we do. You know, It's like that was, again, uh, not a freak accident, I don't know what it was, sloppiness, a faulty bolt, I'm not sure what the outcome of that is, but... You can't really say now, do be safe. It's one of those weird little ticks that I don't know whether you have, but I certainly, whenever I leave the house, after my girlfriend says to me, I'll drive safely. And, mm. uh, and it's just one of those little things you say. Yeah, yeah, It's like, I can't leave the house without saying, see you later. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I don't say it, I have this horrible feeling I won't see mm-hmm. anyone later. Yeah. I know that sounds It's like a stupid. verbal tickle. It is a verbal tick. Yeah. And I, I remember my parents used to do it to me when I first learned to drive. And after a while, I felt like sitting around and going, No, actually, I was going to drive recklessly today. Is that okay?
0: You teenager, you. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got little t-
2: and I still am but I think that the thing is you can't extra legislate for it because yeah. it's not their advantage to make a shoddy job of putting the wheel on it they really well, screwed right <laughs> now you see the fact that Flav left early because uh, he suddenly gone he did, oh great yeah, and- all my chances rest on PK and I've just realised he's not very good so um, <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I'm, I'm off I, I, mean, I have to say at that point I really did feel for PK I thought you know what are you going to feel like mm. You know, if you're Nelson PK yeah. and when once Alonso's out of the race your team boss is leaving mm. because what there's no point in staying anymore because
0: it's only a number two driver yeah, yeah. that's I a think that's horrible a, it's a situation It's well, awful really and it's someone man in management uh, someone who knows Nelson Piquet Jr a little my heart bleeds for him it's tough enough being in Formula One yeah. it's almost impossible being in a team where Fernando Alonso is your other driver mm. and finally where Flavio Briatore is also your manager and your team boss poor poor PK Uncle Flavio! Uncle Flavio! You made it! You come out to see my school play? Of course, Massimiliano, my favorite nephew. I always watch, uh, especially for the children, make the Christmas Nativity. Baby Jesus is very beautiful.
2: Okay, okay, it's about to start. You take a seat. You gotta watch out for me. I play one of the three wise men. We come in about
0: halfway through. About halfway through? Okay, I'm ready, i ready. Hey, break the legs.
2: But there was no room at the inn. So Mary
0: and Joseph had to go to this table where Mary could give birth to her baby. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. I, I, uh, I got to yeah. go. Gerard Jones and Speed featuring Sniff Petrol!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nuts flown off from the Renault team. Yes. There he goes. There he goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that was... a A direct result of uh, Renault getting banned from the next race at Valencia, which uh, got me slightly excited. As a conversation you and I had over the phone, Zog, was that Mm. for a moment we thought, hang on, okay, who are the... who's no. going to step in right? yeah, yeah yeah. who's which? going to fill Massa's position hang on Alonso hasn't got a drive he's alleged to be going to Ferrari next year wouldn't it be intriguing to see Alonso in a Ferrari for this one race then we thought now nah, there's no way in the world this is going to happen you know you can't take off the overalls of one team and put on no. the overalls of another team it's just never going to happen but that was yeah. so exciting for a moment
1: I But the other prospect we discussed was, was Michael
0: Schumacher being the only person capable of driving that car at a pace that Ferrari would be happy with who's on their books there's no one else there was honestly mm. no one else in Ferrari's huge sphere of influence who yeah. could do it as I mean, well as Schumacher yeah, you
2: couldn't imagine well, Luca Badger stepping in no, it wouldn't, not wouldn't a seem heart. right would it well but-
1: Mark Gennet you know he's alright because right, he well, races at Le Mans yeah, yeah, you know yeah. but, 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 plus uh, he's going to have and I think well Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but Mark Jollet is going to have more experience of the current yes. 2009 F1 Ferrari than Schumacher does. Grown up. It's obviously grown up, can Yeah, So, well, this is the question just how quick is Schumacher going to be? And, you know, what, does he have much to lose? Is it, I mean, cause I, He's I, got I, nothing to lose. I agree. And, well, I, I, and, and I think it's great for Ferrari that they put him in like that, great for the sport, but. I think Kimi is still going to out-qualify him. What happens in the race, I'm not so sure about.
2: Can I just mention a conspiracy theory that uh, we were talking just before we uh, started recording about the extraordinary shot, which uh, anyone who wasn't out until half eight in the morning (laughs) might have seen (laughs) during the race (laughs) of an inexplicable cutaway away from the action on the track because there wasn't much. To Bernard Eccleston signing an autograph for a child. For a small child. And maybe giving him a shiny (laughs) shilling.
1: The whole thing was frankly bizarre. Can anybody recall having ever seen a shot of Bernard Eccleston signing an autograph for a child before?
2: It was a bad enough scene that made a bit of sick rush into my mouth, as it was. And then Zog said, do you think it was a setup?"
1: It just seems a bit of a coincidence to me that that shot turns up, bam, in the middle of a Grand Prix... Just a couple of weeks after Bernie Eccleston has been quoted saying some incredibly stupid and defensive things, and maybe his image could do with yes. a bit of a PR makeover, go and kiss some babies. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, F1 yeah. equivalent. It's a classic right?
2: politician tactic. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, right he wasn't there with his happy, smiling family or something.
1: I mean, I, I really don't go over kind of conspiracy theory no, no, at all. But, that, but on this occasion, I just we're think dealing uh, that's with, just uh, so clunky. Oh.
2: Certain dark forces. You never know. But on that conspiracy theory theme. Hmm. It's really a conspiracy theory because it's entirely plausible. Is that it's really a what? A conspiracy theory. It's crazy. I, well, I did two yeah, things though. Most of them was I was turning into John Peel, from conspiracy theory, yeah, conspiracy theory records, and it's called an explosion in my shoe. Uh, so, <laughs> I was just thinking, Willie Weber, one minute saying two hundred percent, Sir Alan, he's not coming back to the sport. Oh, wait, no, he is. Now, Mm. I don't know what the TV viewing figures around the world are for Formula One this year, and whether they're up or down or what, I don't know. However, you could not deny that the sudden news that Michael Schumacher is coming back to Formula One. Like, I love the way that it's like they've got the old warhorse out of retirement. It's like mm. one of those sort of cop dramas where the young team of agents are trying to solve the crime and eventually they realise the only guy who can really help them here is the gnarled old agent who's retired and he's living in the desert. It's like, get us Rex Jackson! And, and then yep. he comes and he, he sorts it all out. No, it's like this is get, get us Michael Schumacher. Well, but, but, it's bizarre. It's, you know, the, I mean, he said he's not doing it and then Bernard rings up and goes, you know what, I really think you should do it. It would make your life a lot easier. And then he looks <laughs> out the window and he sees just like an S-Class with blacked-out windows outside and he thinks, uh-oh, <laughs> all right. I don't imagine that I Michael Schumacher's uh, windows overlook the streets somehow. I oh, think they, they probably overlook no, land. And a <laughs> lake. And a I lake, yes. A but, uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would guess that Willie Webber didn't speak to anybody before he put that statement. <laughs> well, okay. kind of yeah, come, it's brilliant, isn't it? But, <laughs> but how well is this season working out for drama? I mean, we've had the fantastic... Braun story which has now developed into a fascinating battle between Braun and Red Bull for the title and between Jensen and Vettel and Webber three way fight for the driver's title Mm. Um, and also bang! Schumacher comes Mm. in and let's be absolutely clear no chance at all that he will win the driver's championship but he's going to be fascinating to watch Yes, he might win a race I think nothing's changed I mean it. I really, I genuinely mean it.
0: I I seldom disagree with you, Zog, but I think nothing's changed in Formula One. We've always had the political intrigue, you Mm -hmm. know, and the latest chapter is Renault being banned. We've always had the sense of jeopardy. That's one of the reasons, as you quite rightly pointed out, why we watch it. You know, we've had Massa. We've always had the utter drama. On this occasion, it's Schumacher being brought back. As it were, from the dead As my son pointed out to me today Dad, it's like John Lennon coming back from the dead And the Beatles reforming He is so excited And finally, it's still Braun versus Adrian Newey The championship As Who's it always genre? was that, Yeah, yeah. No, It but, was always yeah. Ferrari that, versus yeah. McLaren and Which was Braun versus Adrian Newey It's still Braun versus Adrian Newey And you know what? That's the way I like it
2: motorsport news and a big story this week Kimi Raikkonen is going rallying be interesting to see how he gets on there of course rumors abound that Robert Kubitzer could be taking to the special stage as well without a Formula One drive next season but the biggest rumour of the week is that another Formula One star to hit the rally stage could be Adrian Sutil who of course already has a great deal of experience on the gravel
0: Gareth Jones on Speed made with an awful lot of interference from SniffPetrol.com. Hi. I don't know if you're as addicted to Gareth Jones on Speed as we three are, because let's face it, we only do this for fun. But if you are, you might want to subscribe to the Gareth Jones on Speed Twitter feed, which is called Gareth Jones TV. So if you do the Twitter thing, go to twitter.com forward slash Gareth Jones TV. There's a reason for that. And the reason why I'm telling you this, because we have all these ridiculous updates of things that are going on in Formula One at the moment. And one of the things that I reacted to this week was the fact that BMW have quit F1. Hands up. And it's a shame this isn't television. Hands up. Who saw that coming? Not one of us. I heard Brundle say something on the commentary. Mm. Well, you know, BMW aren't doing very well and they're going to be asking questions about that in Munich. I didn't think any more of it than that. And he's genuinely shocked about it because he's got a
1: BMW dealership.
0: (laughs) Whoa.
1: Mm. BMW, are they right to leave F1? Well, I mean, I guess clearly for them, that is the right decision. They have a better idea about what their aims and objectives are. And from our rather more limited perspective of F1... Well, they certainly haven't achieved an awful lot in the last few years since they took over Sauber and moved on from being a Williams engine supplier to a team in their own right. They have underachieved, so... What's going to happen? Is someone going to buy Sauber?
0: The FOTA have said that they would help that team someone suggested that they should sell it back to peter sauber he's not going to come back as he can't afford this he can't sustain well, it even in the new environment can't? but he
1: it, i think he currently owns uh 20 of the team as yeah. is yeah. quite how much money he would have to come up with to sort of to buy it back from bmw who knows but if bmw has made a strategic decision that they don't well, want to be chucking money to it, uh, i wouldn't have thought he'd have to come up with that much to no, take no. it off their hands
2: historically when bmw sell things they do it for 10 pounds
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rover F1. How about we offer John him eleven F1. pounds for the team? Well, no, I think no, we've no, got think it. boys I've, I've got. got, uh, got what um, we um, no, look, we're sorted. Look, yeah, yeah oh, there I've spent all my money on, on pizza. Six, 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 four quid. I've got
2: fifty quid. That'll do I, it. So we've that. got that. a tenner. you've got a quid there. So that's and I've got fifty-five quid. So we've got. Hey, you give me that quid. Listen, we've got we've got a tenner. They've got eleven pounds to buy the team, thank you. And then we can fill up the tank. Well, we've got forty five
0: pounds left. And if cost cutting, if cost (laughs) cutting comes back into Formula One and they bring the cost down to what, fifty quid a season, we're there. Failing that, we're still struggling. So actually, Johan Vildeprat, who I like to say, who's a Dutch Spaniard, really, they have such things. Wow, imagine how lazy he is. He's stoned not to uh, and reinforce stoned. national <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> he said that uh, he would be interested in assuming... <laughs> Sorry, he's not
2: lazy at all. I'm sure he's a very, very conscientious <laughs> and busy man.
0: But from a comedic sense of point of view... he's it's mild robust. xenophobia. Uh, he said that Epsilon Uscardi, his team, the nearest thing we've got to a Welsh team, I'll explain that in another conversation.
1: That must be quite a long explanation.
0: Another time. Another time, yeah. They reckon they would be interested in assuming that empty position on the grid that BMW have left. And would pick it up with their Euskadi team who race at Le Mans quite successfully. Personally, i prefer to see the other option which is being discussed at the moment, and that is three cars per team in F1. I love that idea! Oh, right. Why hard. do you want that Why? to happen oh, yeah. World drivers teams can't even run two cars properly? Ah, but because you get more stuff happening on the circuit. And the trouble with Formula You'll 1 at the moment... The no, yeah, yeah.
2: You get a team that can't get a chassis sorted like well, McLaren for a while. Not now. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, that's, yeah, or BMW for that matter. And then you've got three duffers out there instead of two when you could have another team team with another set of uh, answers to different things aerodynamics and all sorts who are, are making strides i sat I and thanks
0: to the bbc's red button watched the build-up to the hungarian grand prix on the day of qualifying where they showed the hungarian grand prix from the last 10 20 years highlights and over and over again you saw situations like arrows with Damon driving, leading the race and having to quit out of the race in the last lap because things broke and things went wrong. Now, if you're running three cars, more stuff's going to go wrong. One of the problems with F1 at the moment, and there aren't many, is that stuff doesn't go wrong anymore. Thanks to these engines that have now got to last eight seasons, and gearboxes which you've got to last 38 years or something, whatever Mm -hmm. the rules are these days, they have ironed out an awful lot of the failures, and the dramatic failures in the last few laps where the lead changes oh he's going to win oh no so what was that race at Monaco where in the last lap the lead changed like four times the four guys who were leading the race you don't think
1: of the one sort of in the late 70s where yes. it changed about eight times that's you know, it I mean, yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah someone ran out of gas Trauma. someone crashed someone else ran out of gas yeah, yeah. yeah. and so three cars per team would lead to that sort of thing well, would, it would it, make though. it more
0: dramatic
2: would it, would it Would it? because the thing is that you're right the reliability has increased to such a degree why would the third car I know that the probability would suggest there might be a failure but equally they might be very reliable now if you've got lots of different cars then at least what you've got is different cars of different performance and also cars at different abilities on different circuits and you've also got this lack of team orders if you've got three cars and, mm-hmm. and you're thinking oh i hope one of them breaks down you know according to your theory because that would make it more interesting but if they don't break down and you've got three cars forming a log jam at the front that's somewhere like monaco where it's very hard to overtake then essentially then it's just a procession and you've got the team orders and things like that that come into it I love team orders I love team orders you don't love team orders yes I do it's something to talk about they're they're interesting to talk about but they're not interesting to watch
1: yeah and you know if (laughs) having three cars per team makes it easier to conceal team order stuff under the banner (laughs) of oh oh, oh, sneezing sorry (laughs) under the cloak of oh we had a brake problem that's why they managed to overtake on that bit there. You know, and, and your argument that says, well, you basically want more things to break down, well, th- there has to be a better way of introducing some mechanical uncertainty than just stretching each team's resources further. I'm not convinced. I don't know. I think they invest
0: so much in the development of the car, they might as well knock out three as knock out two. Do you know what I mean? It's if you're maximizing- a Formula
2: One engineer and you object to Gareth's use of the term "knockout" <laughs> for all your hard work, then do email the
0: show. <laughs> I also think it would keep Kubica in the sport. Rather well, than we want that. Yes, okay, that's the, want yeah. That. Yeah.
1: No, now yeah. that's an argument I can go yeah. for. But um, mind you, but Kubica are
0: rallying. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Before we go, uh, because there's so much to talk about, we're going to have to leave most of it. Here's a list of things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I know we we mentioned it briefly. Henry Surtees were really sad, and I don't know Henry oh. Surtees, but I I have interviewed his father many times, and my heart is broken for him, slightly less serious. I was going to talk about the Lotus Exige that I've spent 12 days driving recently in this show and not just a Lotus Exige, a very special Lotus Exige. I'm going to have to save that for another show. Yeah, I think we should save that because that's
1: that's been quite a long discussion I think.
0: Yeah. Kimmy going rallying We've mentioned Blimey. that, in the. I know. What do you reckon, is he going to be good this weekend? Yeah, I I I he'll be all right. Bar? He was pretty good last time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Pretty handy, yeah. 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 And Zog's little hobby horse, something that you go to every year, and I know you tried to get me and Richard to go to this year, but I was out entertaining myself, and Richard, you were Twittering, I think, at the time. Tell us about it, this concourse elegance, uh, Salon
1: Privé at the Hurlingham uh, Club, which is basically a very fancy car show and a fancy sort of mini country club in West London and I just had a fantastic time there last week wandering around looking at all of the lovely cars You didn't just look though did you? Well no I did shoot a bit of video which we might try and get online podcast feed in the next week or so yeah. so I'm just going to try and do a little edit of that but briefly I always play this little game when I go to that show or other similar events which car would you walk away with would you drive away with if you could which one of those vehicles and it really wasn't easy because there was a, an asthmatic and DB4 Zagato, which oh, is absolutely oh, one of oh. my oh just all time drop dead gorgeous, oh. fantastic. There were <laughs> there were two Ferrari Californias. <clears throat> there were well, there was the Aston Martin oh seven seven. There was, but I think if I would have gone for one car, I would actually believe it. or not, I would have had to have put aside the DB4 Zagato. It would have been oh. between the Porsche nine one seven that Pedro Rodriguez raced in nineteen seventy one and won several races in. I mean. Yeah, w- w- what a bit of history. And the immaculate Bugatti Type 57.
0: You're always a sucker for I'm a Bugatti. A, I'm always and, a sucker And this only, was
1: a particularly beautiful one. So, there we go. As I am a sucker for
0: any shooting break, and thank you for sending me that picture of that lovely Aston Martin shooting Shout. break. Absolutely. We- Just
1: very quick, we should discuss the whole FYI presidency, Ari Vatan thing.
0: All right, go yeah, on. You have,
1: a- you have 20 seconds each on this, and we've got to go. Go on. Okay. well, very briefly, first thoughts about Vatnam were, it looks good, talks a good game. He comes across as a sensible, decent kind of president and will be a refreshing charge of what we've had. But he appears to be a complete crank on the whole climate change thing. Uh, In other words, he's a climate change denier who believes that the whole climate change thing has been cooked up by... Really? I didn't know this. ...by the hippie environmentalist lobby. And I don't really want somebody who's that incapable of you know judging scientific evidence and scientific consensus because me and uh, rich really want well, and, 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 and who has what yeah. i suspect is a very ideologically driven position on that issue to be president present i don't know like I say, other than that he comes across to me as uh, a great candidate but that really makes me wonder
0: richard uh, eight seconds on that well, david bellamy is quite skeptical
2: about climate change and he knows his stuff so he should be the president of the FIA there we go problem solved (laughs) grapple
0: be great nuts cars have got to be organic (laughs)
2: he's a a biologist not climate scientist we've got to end now cue the bit that goes
0: and there it is this show has had an awful lot of zog in it which I'm very pleased to say because if you subscribe to the Facebook fan site for Gareth Jones on Speed if you're on Facebook search for it you'll find it we had some lovely messages recently saying there's not enough zog in recent shows so I think we've we've evened up the balance there thank you very much indeed for that happy to have contributed download the video that Zog is going to edit in the next 30 seconds it'll be available sometime in the next seven days minutes (laughs) Uh, he's been Zog goodbye he's been Richard bye-bye I've been Gareth Jones and the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed will be our summer music special bye guys to send us an email see pictures get song lyrics join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter go to garethjones.tv Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Wizbang. <laughs>